Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are live. I hope we're in the right community. <laughs> um, just set that up. I am about to transmit a little bit of a message that came from a question just today, which was a fabulous question um, from a community member. And I felt the pain in her voice, even just reading it on the, the text and the frustration. And this was her second marriage from her second marriage. So clearly this issue wasn't resolved because what she shared was that she had this exact same problem, not just in her first marriage, but it's the same complaint, different guy, and they never met each other. So she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> How come they never met each other? Is it is there something going on with me? And that's just, it's very humbling for us when we're healing, when we're in that healing um, path, especially healing from trauma-bonded relationships, relationships that feel stuck, that you feel like you can't get out of. Finally, you leave, like, fuck, I'm divorcing that asshole. And then you meet somebody else and then you're like, whoa, same problem, different haircut. And this is what I've been primarily interested in. Uh, if you've never met me before, my name is Dr. Nima Romani. I've been a trained, trained as a chiropractor, always suspicious as to why people coming in with chronic health issues were dealing with a similar upstream issue, which was an attachment trauma, an attachment distress, attachment meaning relationship. It's the somatic term for relationship is an attachment. Any type of connection that we get attached to, I want you to look at it as like wires attaching. That's what happens when we have sex and we get intimate and we meet people. And why? Because we're humans and we're meant to attach. And so relationship becomes the most important factor in how we do relationship, which is a container of two people. How things go within that relationship dynamic has a profound impact on our health. So that's why I'm having this conversation. You might be wondering why is a chiropractor talking about this? When I made that discovery between unresolved attachment wounding and health issues, Years ago in my practice, I thought, geez, am I really helping these people? So you're here listening to this because I went on a journey of my own healing, my own attachment traumas from my divorce, several failed relationships that led me to a really toxic trauma bond, which I didn't know what the word, what that meant was. All I knew was this was a highly volatile relationship of push-pull dynamics where should I stay or go kept arising and I couldn't break free. And so there's a long story of how I broke free and the process and pathway to breaking free from a trauma bond was what I spent the last five years of my life mastering and working through within me. And I discovered that I'm not alone. And so you're here in this community called Trigger Proof is, is our Facebook community um, because I discovered that that's the goal that's the holy grail of human existence, which is to have healthy, secure relationships. And they're not available to us unless we learn how to become trigger-proof. And trigger-proof does not mean trigger-less. It means becoming responsible. Responsible means ability to respond. And so far, these triggers create activations in our nervous system that cause us to 
react rather than respond. And there are four main reactions from these, from these distress responses, distress reactions in conflict in relationship. What are they? Well, there's four of them, and it's all based on your autonomic nervous system. There's the fight, the flight, the freeze, and the fawn, okay? And these responses from attachment distress from childhood basically form our blueprint for how we do relationships in adulthood. And the way these attachment distress responses fight, poke, flight, run, freeze or hide, or fawn, which is really about fixing, you're placating and fixing and abandoning yourself and just kind of like fixing, 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 solving by abandoning yourself. Why do, you, why do you have these patterns? Well, these are the patterns that kept you safe as a child. And these patterns that kept you safe and being able to survive and to make sure that you had attachment. You know, for example, if you had a parent that was emotionally not available, you might have learned how to respond to your attachment distress by, you know, connecting, which wasn't available. So you learned how to become an island, what, what's called an island, and just start, you know, dealing with your own um, emotions, not having a parent kind of tend to you when you're crying. Because why? Because they're at the effect of their own trauma. They're dealing with their own codependency with their partner. And you're now a child needing emotional regulation. That's the first duty and responsibility of a parent is really to help the child regulate their emotions, right? To be there, to hold space and to provide this container where a child can feel their emotions and feel held in them and validated and understood and soothed. But that's not always available, is it? We don't have parents that are, um, unless your parents have done their trauma healing work, then they were at the effect of their own trauma, attachment, distress, responses, fight, flight, freeze, fawn. So if your parent was under the effect of their traumas and they went into what's called a dorsal vagal shutdown and their nervous system was in distress and they were just dissociated, what happens when you have big emotions and you approach a dissociated mother who has no feeling because her nervous system is completely dysregulated? How are you going to feel? Well, you're going to learn and the message that you're going to get is that, you know, bringing your emotions and connecting, it's not going to bring you into safety. So you're better off becoming an island. You're better off just kind of like becoming an island and just doing things yourself because there's no point. What's the point? I'm not going to feel safer. Or you brought your emotions to your parent and then they shamed you or judged you or said, don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. So what do you learn? What's the message you get? Well, my anger, my tears, my sadness, my fear isn't going to be met here. So it's either gaslit or it's denied. So what happens is you then learn to gaslight and deny and suppress your own emotions. And so this becomes the blueprint of our relationships because this is be the blueprint of our, of our relationship within ourselves. Does that make sense? So 
I wanted to read this question uh, so that I could help. I'm just giving you the background so that I can help you unpack this question. And my, my, my goal here of doing these transmissions, here's what it is, is to raise awareness of why relationships aren't working and that trying to work through relational problems when it's really a nervous system issue is a waste of time and to raise awareness of why self-regulation is the most important skill that nobody ever taught you and that if you don't learn, we don't really have any hope for our society. Sexuality can't express itself. We can't have healthy sexuality because that's part of our nervous system regulation. That's why there's like some ridiculous amount of marriages that are sexless. It all has to do with the same thing. This is why we have a chronic health crisis because we don't know how to regulate our emotions. Most of our emotions are suppressed or denied altogether and repressed and then they show up in our health problems. So this is why as a chiropractor, I teach this. So I give these kind of free lectures uh, in our Facebook group and this podcast um, so that when you're ready, you can find a guide and a community that can help you walk that path to breaking free from the bonds of trauma that have us not being able to have healthy relationships. Now, it's important to have a guide. That's the key. You can't do it alone because when you're in in the relate when you're in the effect of that trauma, you can't see it. You're feeling it. You're being it. Right? So, if you can see it, you don't have to be it, but the problem is the trauma responses are part of our identity, so we can't really see it. So we need a guide and a community to be able to help us break free from that trauma bond. And it's been a while since I've done these free um, kind of podcasts and, and Facebook uh, lives because I've been busy, <laughs> not only with my family, and um, but now we have our new mastermind that's created called The Alchemy of Polarity, and we just had our event called Rewire, which was just mind-blowing how people came in with problems with love, sex, and money, and they committed, groups of people committed to the path of breaking the cycle of trauma. And that's what I love to teach. So we can't do it alone and no one can do it for us. So on every call, um, my commitment is to make an offer to you if this is resonating with you to send me a DM and let me know, take notes, what came up for you. And if you're ready to walk that path of breaking the, the cycle of trauma, the trauma bond, so that your kids don't end up in the same boat. Really, I'm doing this for my two-year-old. He's now two at the recording of this. And I'm my, my commitment is that he grows up never having this dysfunctional relationship with his emotions the way that I was grown that I was raised in. And so this question came up um, from a community member. So she said, I have a question if anyone could help. I have these mood swings that when I'm feeling down, I feel I need to shut down. Shut down, by the way that is called dorsal. That's the dorsal vagal shutdown. That's the pathway of our nervous system that says it's too much, too fast, too soon. I got to shut down. Okay. It's like the bear going into hibernation, right? To shut down and stay away from humans until I can regulate. That basically is, I'm just going to jump in. That is a avoidant attachment distress response. It's a run and a hide. It basically, as a child, what happens is you get the message from your parents that 
your your feelings are a burden to me. Your feelings, parents, let me know. Type in the chat. Tell, let me know if, if this is resonating with you. When you give your child the indication that their feelings are a burden to you, they then turn on themselves. And that's how you were raised based on what I just, when you say, I feel I need to shut down and stay away from humans until I can regulate. It's because you didn't have you, because you likely like most people had parents that couldn't regulate themselves when their children had emotions, right? So when Dominic, my son has big emotions, if I give energetically the impression to him that his emotions are just a, uh, to me, which by the way, I have mad compassion for mothers and fathers with kids with big emotions and big problems. It takes a monumental amount and heroic amount of energy to learn to regulate that. It's challenging. And it takes my inner work to be able to make sure that I can show up for my son with his big emotions and not have him feel that he's a burden. Otherwise, you're going to be, otherwise, you're going to have this situation that I'm reading right here. I feel I need to shut down and stay away from humans until I can regulate. It could take me a good couple of hours to days to feel like myself again. In other words, I regulate as an avoidant by going into my island because as a child, I didn't feel safe to have my emotions. I was felt, I was treated like I was a burden, okay? Now she says, my ex-husband complained about this and my current partner complained about the same thing and he never met my ex. Why is this a problem to anyone when I feel I need to shut down? I need to be alone. How is this hurting anyone? Well, let me answer that. Let me answer that question. When you're a child and you, have you ever had the experience where a parent just disappeared? Why? Well, for whatever reason, they weren't around or emotionally available. Yeah, we all have. Well, what's the story we make about that? The childlike part of us sees the absentee parent. We've all experienced this. If you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about, where you're just so fucking overwhelmed. You're like, I need some space. And so by taking that space without learning how to communicate, to self-regulate and to communicate to the child, the child then feels abandoned from the parent, okay? That's one attachment distress response. So that partner becomes anxious attached. The other partner that feels like their emotions are a burden and they just wanna deal with them themselves is the avoidant. Now, guess what happens in this crazy fucking twist of fate? This is why relationships are so fucked without learning and really committing to breaking the cycle. That avoidant who I talked about at first, who is the, um, the person who wrote this, this post, is magnetically fucking polarizingly drawn to and anxious attached. So the person who felt like they need to deal with their emotions as an island in some cosmic, energetic fuckery from the universe, pardon my language, <laughs> attracts somebody who had abandonment from a parent's emotions who couldn't deal with it, and they become the needy ones who's anxious attached. So the anxious and the avoidant are a fucking perfect match for one another which was likely your first relationship. And then you're just like, I can't deal with this. I'm gonna move on. It must be them. And then here you are in your next marriage, same fucking problem. 
So the question I have is, when is it important for us to actually deal with the root cause, which this post that you wrote is a very good start. Unfortunately, the answer is not going to be resolved simply by watching this video. Just because you know cognitively what's going on, which I'm explaining it, awareness is the first step. That's what my job is in doing these videos and my podcast is strictly for raising awareness because many people, they don't know or they know they've read about it, but I, based on my journey, have a little bit of a unique twist of it because I have a bit of a chiropractic background, but I'm not bound by a psychological, by the, um, by the rules of the psychi psychological or psychiatric board. So I can give solutions that are unconventional. And that's why people reach out and work with me because they've gone to their psychologist, they talk to their fucking counselor, Talking week after week about it and not actually going in and, and solving the root cause, which is the stuck survival stress in the body from these younger parts that didn't feel seen by mom and dad, didn't have their emotions held properly, so they felt like they had to be the island, had a parent that didn't know how to regulate their emotions and they were checked out and they were gone, so they became anxious and attached. See, when you check out and you run away, I I'm assuming you're a mother, your children then feel like it's their fault. Even though it's not, they're like, what did I do? They don't have the capacity. A three-year-old, a four-year-old doesn't have the capacity to go, ah, mom's just dysregulated. She needs to deal with her shit. It's got nothing to do with me. A child doesn't have the ability to do that. A child basically says, fuck, it's my fault. It's because I'm bad. And then that child goes on to then start to try to resolve that complex through a partner. And what happens is they trigger the exact thing. That's what a trauma bond is. It's an energetic attachment that you have that's not about the partner. It's about your past that's unresolved with mom and dad. And the reason why you keep running into this in this relationship again and again, it's because it's your energy, it's the, 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 the compulsion of your nervous system to repeat what was unresolved so that you can heal it. But you can't heal it from watching a YouTube video or listening to a podcast. You can't heal it just by reading books. Those, those things are just surface area, kind of surface level understanding, which is great. Going from unconscious to conscious, you're like, shit, I didn't even know that. You didn't know what you didn't know. Now the work begins, okay? So the question is, why is this a problem to anyone when I feel I need to shut down? I need to be alone. How is that hurting anyone? Yeah, in an ideal world, everybody just gets that that's about you and your issues, but that's not how our nervous systems are wired. We're wired for connection and we're wired as children to feel that everything is about us. Everything is our fault. Everything means that it's because I'm not good enough. So what happens is the reason why your husband is reacting this way, or if you, you know, I'm answering your, your question, or if you see that your uh, wife is, is, is behaving in this way is because you've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger-proof doesn't mean 
trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Anytime there's reactivity, there's a wound. And if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery or the Overview Experience. And a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. Your checking out and dissociating to, to regulate yourself is causing their, which is all your own wounded inner child, is causing their wounded inner child to activate. That's right. When you're in a relationship, when you are in a community, who you are being, what you're transmuting and emanating to another person impacts another person. You right now, listening to me, my voice, my mannerisms, my way of being, you're being impacted by my way of being right now. No, I'm not responsible for your emotions per se, yet if I choose to take on the role of a leader, if I choose to really take you know, and care about the people that are in my audience, in my community, then I will not take full responsibility, but I'll know that who I'm being has an impact and how I react to things and the energy that I'm transmuting does impact you. So there's that paradoxical conundrum. On one hand, you're not hurting anyone because you're, you know, it, it's an act of kindness to an avoidant. The avoidant says, I can't deal with these emotions and I don't know how to set my boundaries and say yes or no. So it's kind from it's I'm practicing kindness to just get away because I don't want to be a burden on you. And that's very kind. I have so much compassion to the little girl inside who was, who had had to feel like her emotions were a burden on people. But your unresolved wound with her is unconsciously spilling in to the container and impacting your children and your partner. It's just not your fault, but that's just how it's going. And unresolved, and the reason why this is important for me is I stand for healed families. If families don't learn this, we live in our own solipsistic world, which is just kind of like me and my own world, and I'm just gonna deal with my own stuff. And our nervous systems are contagious. So this isn't to put guilt, mom guilt on you or guilt you. Um, it's, it's really about, um, it's really about helping you take responsibility to heal. That's what this conversation is about. It's not to guilt or shame, although that will come up, you know, when you're doing this healing work. Holy crap. I didn't realize I didn't know what I didn't know, but that's the nature of intergenerational trauma it passes down to the next generation unless we wake the fuck up and put our hands up and say, I'm willing to break the cycle. I'm ready. So the question you ask is, how else can I work over this? I'm not my best self when I'm in these states and I don't want to create negative or shameful memories with people while I'm at it. 
Also, it's not anybody's burden to make me feel better. Yeah, I can hear the little child and, and how kind that is. You know, I see the compassion and kindness in your withdrawing. I, I, I fully own and recognize that. And there's the blind spot here. This is why I'm here is to help you uncover the blind spot. I feel worse when I am stressing someone out. Boom, right? That's the little child inside of you that was made to feel that your emotions were too much. Okay, so what do I do? How do I work through this? Well, first of all, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I had a similar issue and it was impacting my relationships in a way where they felt unseen and unheard and like I was ignoring them and I couldn't work through it alone. The first step was reading the book called Attached where I understood attachment, which I'm just sharing with you, the anxious attached, avoidant attached. If you're the avoidant attached, which this is what it sounds like you are in, in your post, you're going to magnetize anxious attached. There's this weird energetic polarity between the two, unconscious polarity. And you just keep having these, maybe second divorce, third divorce. For me, it was like eight, nine, 10 failed relationships leading up to my explosive trauma bond where I was like, what the fuck? And the answer was, you got to heal from the trauma bond because the, the relationship isn't about him. This is about your relationship with you based on your unresolved attachment wounds where you have reacted by f um, freezing or hiding and running. And these attachment distress responses, freezing and hiding and running, which kept you safe as a child, are destroying your relationships. Here we are. So within our community and the trainings that we do, I take people through a process to heal this. So you can't heal it just by listening to this. The awareness is the first part. The next part is, this is where we take our, our students. So the first step, I'm just gonna pop this open, see if I can see if I can open that up. There we go, perfect. The first step is you got to Un your nervous system. <laughs> your nervous system has a lot of stuck survival stress in it. And when you get activated, what's happening in this moment isn't in the moment, it's your past. So you regress and you become a little child and you don't know how to regulate. And it takes days, two, three days, because you haven't yet learned how to un understand your, your states and how to resolve them. So your nervous system is in distress. And in our community, we take the first four to six weeks to really help our students understand the various states and then learn how to move from this dorsal shutdown state up the ladder into sympathetic, up the ladder into ventral, which is safety. So first and foremost, you gotta understand your nervous system because if you do, if you don't, it's like being chased by a tiger and saying, how do I work through this? Well, you gotta learn how to tame that tiger. That's what unfucking your nervous system is. And that's the first part of the process of the path that, I, that we take our students through. The second one is clearing past grievances.
Clearing past grievances. What do I mean by that? Well, let me just move it over here. Clearing past grievances. Well, what the heck do I mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is there are reasons why you don't feel comfortable. You feel like a burden. There are wounds in your past that you're carrying like rocks in your backpack. And without unpacking them and releasing them, facing and feeling them, what will end up happening is you're carrying them with you longer and longer and longer. And they get activated each day and they become emotional flashbacks. So when you get into these states, you know, you, you go into, as you, you know, using your words, use, into these mood swings, these mood swings are simply emotional flashbacks. You go into them, boom, you get activated. And it's not what's happening now, it's past events. So there's a laundry list. And what we do with our students, we get them to make a list of all of the, literally the, the things that their grievances that they're holding on to, because those are the ones that emotional flashbacks show up with. Okay, and so you gotta learn how to clear, clean them up. When you do that, you'll get activated and your response time is a lot faster. It must, took you two or three days. You're able to you know, you're able to uh, resolve that self abandonment that happens when you get triggered because you're all of a sudden thinking you're not good enough. That's why you're running away. That's a grievance. That's a self blame. That's a self shame that you're doing. Once you learn how to integrate that, boom, you're going to become trigger proof. This is the, you know, the five pillars of becoming trigger proof is you're now able to respond. And instead of running away, you're able to communicate, you're able to be in your body, you're able to create safety, and you're able to dissolve the, 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 um, the judgment that you have towards yourself. The third one, the third step, how you resolve it is to learn how to dance with your dark, passenger. <laughs> what the hell do I mean by dance with your dark passenger? Your dark passenger is um, kind of like a thing I stole from uh, Dexter, whereas this, this shadow part of you, this, this dark material that gets activated, each time you get triggered and you go into those mood swings, what's happening is a younger part of yourself, a part that you've been disowning, that you've been judging and shaming has now just taken over your body. You become possessed and you start judging yourself. You start beating yourself up. And there's this kind of intricate interplay between these shadow parts of you that are feeling ashamed, that feel judged, that feel guilty, that feel not good enough, that feel not worthy. What do we do when they show up? Well, there's a dance, there's an elegant dance involved that you that uses the body that moves this energy from your head and your judgment into your body evoking these emotions and the biggest obstacle is you're not going to want to feel them so to really expand your capacity to feel the shame and the guilt and the unworthiness once you learn how to expand your capacity all of those they alchemize they metabolize into tears and the shame dissolves and you start to love yourself. 
This is all because of a lack of self-love. That's why you want to run and hide. That's why we want to run after people and chase because of a lack of self-love. And when you learn this, you then learn how to become authentic. You learn how to stop running and hiding from yourself. The fourth one thing that we teach in our programs is polarized communication. What do I mean by that? Well, once you have these emotions, you want to run and hide. It's because you don't know how to communicate in a way. If you're a woman or you're feminine, you can have same sex. This doesn't exclude same sex couples at all. There's a masculine and a feminine in even same sex couples. So you, you take your pick. We've even worked with non-binary people who are born a woman became non-binary and sometimes like to go by he and this is this works for that as well this doesn't exclude people uh it's just let's talk about energy so if you're feminine and you want to run away and hide well there's ways you can learn to communicate by sharing your feelings vulnerably your desires what you want what you need so that you can bridge the gap and the other person doesn't feel abandoned by you. Or if you're the masculine and you're, you know, having this conflict, there's a way of kind of getting your feminine partner out of her judgments and into her body, into her feelings, and then boom, repolarize the relationship, right? So every challenge and conflict is a polarization issue. The, the, the feminine becomes more masculine, hyper-masculine in judgment, and the, 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 ma the, the masculine emasculates. They feel penetrated by judgment, and so that depolarizes, and that feels shitty for both parties. There's a way you can learn to communicate after you've done this through this work to then create that polarity, and this is how you heal. This is how you heal conflict. This is how you repair a rupture, and the fifth part of this, I'm not sure if you can see. Let me just... Let me clean this up. The fifth one, number five, is commitment and community. In other words, your question, your question was like, how do I work through this? Well, you can't work through it alone. Our nervous systems require one another. To have a community of fellow travelers who are walking the path with you, who are crying those same tears, who are doing the same work, having a guide be able to kind of like, that you trust to be able to kind of open your awareness to your blind spots that you didn't know that you didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So you think that just watching this video is gonna solve it, it won't. You think that just reading a book's gonna solve it, it won't. We need to have fellow travelers and a guide that's gonna help you navigate this. But the biggest obstacle is you won't want to address it. Because if you run and hide, especially if you're an avoider, these are the biggest challenges with our clients because they'll reach out and they'll say, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to break the cycle, I gotta do it. And then they're like, all right, so here's the link to apply to work with us and all of a sudden their avoidant tendencies come up. 
because you're not willing to move through the fear. The biggest obstacle to you having an amazing relationship will be your unwillingness to move through the fear. And these are the five pillars that I went through that had me go constantly avoidant in relationships. No relationship worked, but I was afraid that I was going to die never having experienced a safe relationship. And I was like, that's not cool. I want to do that. Whatever distance I have to travel, whatever price I have to pay, I got to heal that. So I walked that path and I created those pillars. And that's how I did it. So that's the answer to your question. It's not a quick fix. It's a commitment. It's to say, you know what? I'm ready to break the cycle. I want to teach something better to my children. I want to have an amazing relationship. I don't want to go through another divorce. Here I am, the same damn problem with somebody else. You know, it's the Taylor Swift song. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. So who's for those, you know, if you're listening and this resonates with you and you're ready to walk that path and you ready to have me as your guide and you're ready to make the investment in yourself of time and energy and resources, there's a few kind of stipulations of what we've seen of the people who've been able to do that work, go through the five pillars. For example, um, I listened, I look at Laura Friedman and she was kind of in that anxious attachment state, one divorce and almost at a breakup, two, two kids, single mother. She's like, wait. And, and her partner was like, wait, I got it. I can't do this anymore. It's too much drama. Okay. Uh, and all of a sudden she says, I'm going to do the work. And she jumped in and she moved through her fear and had me as her guide. And it was scary for her because I reminded her of her ex, her abusive ex. And she was like, the reason why I feel like I'm scared is the reason why I must. I got to overcome this. So she moved through her fear. And within a short period of time, this boyfriend who was like, didn't want to have anything to do with her. He's like, I got to put a ring on it. And they got married last summer. And this is the same thing as Sheila, who was having these one kind of avoidance. She was disorganized, abusive relationship after another. Boss babe, crushing it at work, couldn't figure out the relationship part. This is the thing. Why can I be so, if you're one of those people who are like, why do I have my work like on point, but I can't figure things out in relationship? This is why. Because once you have relationship, the attachment hooks are in, and now you're governed by your unconscious complexes from childhood. You're not an adult, you're a child and you keep getting these emotional flashbacks and get triggered and activated in the relationship and you haven't yet learned how to become trigger proof. And once she jumped in and went, I took, we took her through these five pillars, she became trigger proof, boom, she got married. Just a couple months ago, a few months ago, she got married. And so this wasn't possible. She goes, I wouldn't have done that. And so I wouldn't have done that if it wasn't for the work. So if you are ready to break the cycle and walk the path of breaking free from those trauma bonds from your past, and you're ready to have me as your guide, send me a DM. Let me know why. You know, why is this important to you? What's at stake? Uh, are you ready for this? Um, uh, this is the offer that I have. I, I make that offer for people who the awareness is good. You're, you're hearing it, but you're now ready to actually do the work. That's my invitation. Send me a DM. Let me know why you're ready and I will send you an applicant. I'll 
go back and forth a little bit, send you a link for an application to see if you're ready. And there's also a fee that we have now for our application just to make sure that the person is actually ready. Um, and that deposit, it's a, it's a refundable deposit that goes towards any trainings that we see. And then we have several offers depending on what it is that you want. Let me know, depending on what it is that you want to uh, accomplish, let me know. And I'd love to hear from you and uh, see you at the next perfect time. Type in the chat what your biggest takeaways were. I'm curious. And if you have any questions, send me a DM. See you at the next perfect time.